بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين أما بعد and we continue uh, with our lessons regarding the six events uh, from the seerah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and today we are at the Al-Mawdi As-Sadis, the sixth event, which is the last part of the book, Bi-Idhnillahi Ta'ala, and which means that it is our last lesson in this book as well. So he, the author, and he mentions another, and he benefits another event, and takes benefits and he from, the, from it, and he regarding Aqeedah, regarding the creed, of Ahlul Sunnati wal Jama'ah and likewise corrects the uh, incorrect uh, creed that some of the Muslims and some of the people have attributed to Al Islam. So the author says, uh, Al Mawdi as Sadis, the sixth event, Qissatul Ridda, Qissatul Ridda, Ba'da Mawti Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The sixth event is regarding any what occurred from any the Arabs who apostated after the death of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Any meaning those who left Islam, those who went outside the fall of Al Islam after the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away, and he says. Whosoever and he hears regarding this event, then there will be no doubt. There will be no doubt left in that person's heart. And regarding the doubt that a lot of the and he, some of these scholars of Nahu, for example, scholars of fiqh have attributed. And so he says, so whoever he is and listens carefully only to this event then there will be no doubt left in their hearts and regarding the doubts that have been inserted in some of the hearts of the people and regarding the issue of and going outside of the fold of al-islam and he says and regarding al-ulama some of the scholars these are some of the scholars of and grammar some of the scholars who did not have knowledge firm knowledge in creed but they specialized in a different field so when they spoke regarding this issue of ridda and going outside the fall of al-islam they made loads of mistakes so the sheikh he is clarifying those doubts and it is from their saying and they say that this is what shirk is and he meaning those and his scholars and in their speciality, when they spoke in Aqeedah, they were saying that this is what shirk is. But they say, La ilaha illallah. But whosoever and whosoever, and he says it, meaning the shahada, La it is not sufficient. And it is not sufficient. Further, he explains and what he means. وَأَعْظَمُ مِنْ ذَلِكَ And greater than this is their saying 
And in the saying of those misguided and scholars and misguided in creed, they are misguided. And they say clearly that the Bedouins uh, the Bedouins who do not have any form of Islam, any with them, any form of practice of Islam with them, they say La ilaha illallah. So therefore, by just uttering La ilaha illallah, then they enter into the fold of Al-Islam. And in meaning here, and he's saying some of the Bedouins, so the Sheikh is referring to some of the Bedouins during his time. And those Bedouins, they did not have anything from Al-Islam and he with them. They were practicing and the religion of the day of ignorance and the jahiliyyah. They were practicing shirk, etc., etc. The only thing that they had from Al-Islam is they used to just say, La ilaha illallah. But they never acted upon it. They did that which is contrary to it, that which opposes it. So therefore those and the misguided scholars say that those Bedouins and who are upon this, they have nothing from Al-Islam except that they say, La ilaha illallah. They say that is sufficient. Just them saying La ilaha illallah, even though they don't believe in it, just them saying La ilaha illallah, then they are from Al-Islam. They are from and the people of Al-Islam. And they say that Islam has prohibited their wealth and their blood. They say they say that or they said that Islam has prohibited and he fighting them whilst they are they know that they have completely left everything of Al-Islam. Whilst Ali, they knew that those Bedouins have left everything from Al-Islam, they've left Al-Islam completely. And they say that it is prohibited to fight them because they say, La ilaha illallah, therefore they are Muslims. With their knowledge, likewise with their knowledge, that those Bedouins reject the resurrection. They reject it. They say that people will not be resurrected before Allah on the day of judgment. And they mock and they make mockery of those who affirm the resurrection and the standing before Allah. So here we find that they. And he made mockery of the religion. They disbelieved the religion and made mockery of the religion and those who believe and in the affair of resurrection. And likewise, that was clear from them was that they preferred the religion of their forefathers. They preferred the religion of their forefathers who was in opposition to the religion of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And with all of this, and those misguided scholars, they say that those Bedouins have accepted Al-Islam, they have formed Al-Islam, even though they, all of this occurs from them, all of this rejection and turning their backs from Al-Islam, 
that they are they say la ilaha illallah therefore they are muslims uttering the statement of la ilaha illallah is sufficient that is what they claimed walazim qawluhum an al-yahud aslamu li'annahum yaqulunaha so what they're saying necessitate is that and therefore the jews likewise will be muslims because they say la ilaha illallah as well they believe in la ilaha illallah they say la ilaha illallah so therefore what you're saying necessitate is that therefore they are muslims they are believers says likewise the disbelief of those bedouins and who have left al-islam even though they say la ilaha illallah their disbelief is far more severe and far more deeper and greater than the disbelief of the jews numerous times and by by numerous times much more so therefore the shaykh continues and he says so whosoever and this becomes clear uh, to them and regarding the event of Aridda, when the arabs and some of the arab tribes apostated they left al-islam after the death of the prophet وسلم, and that they and the way they apostated was sort of different they went in different directions some of them uh, some of them they disbelieved totally in the Prophet وسلم, and they returned to the worship of idols. And they said, They said, if he was truly a, a prophet, therefore he would not have died. So this is what they claimed, and this caused them to go back to the worship of the idols. And from them, there were those who still affirmed the Shahada. They still affirmed the two parts of the Shahada. La ilaha illallah wa Muhammad Rasulullah. But they affirmed the prophethood of Sulaim. And he claimed to be a prophet and they believed in him. They still believed in the Prophet as being a prophet. They uh, still believed and in him, but they affirmed the prophethood of this individual. And he was a kadhab. He was a liar. So ظَنَّنْ أَنَّ النَّبِيِّ صَلَى اللَّهُ وَسَلَّمْ أَشْرَكَهُ فِي النَّبُوَّةِ And in them thinking that the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم had included and in this individual uh, in the prophethood meaning that he had affirmed that that individual was a prophet. And he says they believed in this because and in this individual he brought witnesses he brought before the people witnesses and he got them to witness to witness and said to the people that indeed muhammad وسلم, had affirmed that he and he was a prophet also and he liked him so the people or some of the people they believed in him and a lot of the people believed in him as a scholar mentioned 
a lot of the people believed in him. The scholars have agreed that those people that they were apostates and they went outside the fall of Al-Islam. Even if they were ignorant of that. Uh, and whosoever and he doubts whosoever and he, this affair becomes clear to them and they still have doubt that uh, those individuals they were not any apostates they did not go outside the fall of al-islam so therefore that person likewise and he is a disbeliever and for which reasons inshallah the shaykh will mention فإذا عرفت أن العلماء أجمعوا أن أن الذين أن الذين كذبوا ورجعوا إلى عبادة الأوثان وشتموا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم وهم ومن أقر بنبوة مسلمة في حال واحدة في حال واحدة ولو ثبت على الإسلام كله. So therefore and if you come to know that the scholars have and he agreed that those who disbelieved and returned to the worship of the idols and they insulted the Prophet وسلم, and that them and those who affirmed the prophethood and of this liar, this individual and that they are and the same. They are all the same. Even those who completely completely disbelieved in the Prophet and those who affirmed his prophethood but believed in this individual who was claiming that he was a prophet, likewise, that they both the same. They have both exited and the fold of Al Islam. Islam even if they have affirmed all of the other aspects of al-islam even if they have affirmed all of the other aspects of al-islam but by them believing in another person that that other person is a prophet and a messenger and after muhammad وسلم, that belief takes them out of the fold of al-islam the author says and from them and from those who apostated those who affirmed the Shahada and they believed in Tulayha. They believed in Tulayha. So there were a group amongst them who still believed in the Shahada, but then they believed, they went on to believe that Tulayha is a prophet after the Prophet. So as another group. And who went with another individual believing in him that he is and he a prophet. Uh, and from them, those who believed in Al-Ansi, Al-Ansi, Sahib, Sana'a, Al-Ansi likewise, and he claimed prophethood. And all of these and the groups who separated and separated and they went on to believe, they went on to believe in different people that they are prophets and messengers after Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. All of those groups, the scholars considered all of them to be the same. Or considered all of them to be the same. 
and he said again and he affirms and likewise and some of them they completely and he rejected the messenger and Muhammad and they went on to return and back to the worship of their idols and all of these people and all of these groups who broke off after the death of the Prophet they all are considered to be the same and they all exited the fall of Al-Islam and then I mean, the last of them you get As-Sulami As-Sulami and from him, what he did uh, Abu Bakr and he sent him on, on a certain mission uh, to basically Abu Bakr and he wanted to fight those who apostated so he requested from Abu Bakr and he to basically give him and the weapons give him the silah and and the horses etc so that he may go out so therefore what he did he went and he robbed those people of their wealth he robbed those people of their wealth so Abu Bakr he uh, he put an army together and he to go and find him and to fight him to fight him and when he and he knew that the army was coming to him he said Ani to the to the leader of the army ah you are you've been sent by Abu Bakr and I was sent likewise by, by Abu Bakr so he said to him so therefore if you are truthful therefore lay down your weapons and come with us okay so therefore he did so and he they he, they returned him back to the uh, to Abu Bakr uh, anhu, who punished him okay, who really punished him who punished him uh, severely and he punished him severely and and he died so therefore and the scholar says if this was the the ruling that the companions made on those individuals who apostated in their different groups in their any different beliefs so therefore any whilst they were still performing some of the actions of al-islam so what about the case any of those who do not affirm al-islam at all are not any practicing al-islam at all nothing at all the only thing that they say which is has something to do with al-islam is they say la ilaha illallah with their tongue only and it's not in their hearts because why it is not in their hearts because they clearly they clearly utter their disbelief in al-islam they clearly utter their disbelief in al-islam but they say la ilaha illallah so therefore those people have removed themselves from the deen of muhammad وسلم, the only thing that they have is to say la ilaha illallah they say it on their tongue they don't have it in their hearts they do not have it in their in their actions so how can one claim that those people are still muslims that they are muslims and they have the rights of the muslims and those individuals who have apostated they say 
And if the religion of Muhammad is a religion of the modern religion, the religion of nowadays, as for us, we want the religion of our forefathers and the religion of the worship of idols. The religion of the uh, the religion of and worshiping idols, and they make that very clear, but they still and they say la ilaha illallah. So, this is a and a great claim, and that those misguided scholars have claimed that those people are still Muslims after they have removed themselves from Al Islam, after they have and removed themselves from. And the Al-Islam. And the Sheikh goes on and mentions وَمَا أَحْسَنَ مَا قَالَهُ وَاحِدْ مِنَ الْبَوَادِ لَمَّا قَدِمَ عَلَيْنَا وَسَمِعَ شَيْئًا مِنَ الْإِسْلَامِ And he said basically, and he listened carefully to this. Listen carefully to this of what one of the Bedouins came and said and it to me when they came and it from of course, and from the uh, from the deserts, and they came, and they heard something from Al Islam, and from the author they heard something which is from Al Islam, and upon hearing this, that and the Bedouin he said, "Ashhadu annana kuffar." He said, "I testify that we are kuffar." Meaning that him and his tribes where he came from, said, "I testify that we are kuffar." And his people and his tribe and where they are, those Bedouins, are they all kuffar? After hearing and what Islam truly is, after what Islam and it truly is. So now we will and he see what Sheikh Saleh Al Fozan and he says and he regarding this event. Bi Taala. The Sheikh says that the scholars of misguidance. And they say that those who worship the graves and they slaughter and they sacrifice for the graves and they make their oaths for the graves that that is not from shirk. As long as they say la ilaha illallah, then that is sufficient. So if a person worships the graves, if somebody sacrifices and slaughters an animal for the grave, that not, is not considered to be shirk as long as that person says, La ilaha illallah. So he says, This is what some of the scholars of misguidance and he have, said, have said. And that the action of worshipping the graves and uh, slaughtering animals for the graves and making sacrifice, etc., etc., that that does not harm that person that does not affect that person's any islam and the sheikh says these are two things that are basically in opposition and to one another how can that be how can he say la ilaha illallah and he says and he and he calls upon other than allah so therefore what is the meaning of la ilaha illallah what is the meaning of La ilaha illallah? He says that La ilaha illallah is not merely a statement that you say with your tongue. It is not merely a statement that you say that you say with your tongue, but it requires 
and it requires action it requires implementation it requires action and it requires an implementation and that this statement and it necessitates certain things it's not merely a saying that people say and they can do what they please and they consider to be any muslims even if they go any to the worship of idols and they put themselves outside the fall of al-islam and if this is not the case this is not the true understanding of this statement what a person should implement and with this is that they make their actions sincerely for allah and subhanahu wa ta'ala and that they reject and refrain from the worship of other than allah Whosoever does not leave and refrain from the worship of other than Allah, and he says this statement, and that statement has not benefited any that person. That statement has not benefited that person. That person does not benefit. And it was just uttering a statement that he is not and he implementing, that he is not has not believed and he in. كَمَا يَقُولُونَ as they say, or as they have said, وَرُبَّمَا أَنِ يَسْتَدِلُّونَ بِالْمُتَشَابِهِ بِهِ مِنَ النُّسُوسِ It is possible that they use as evidence any the evidences that are any unclear. And some of the evidences that are not basically clear-cut. They, and it could have a certain meaning, or they possibly could have a certain meaning. So therefore, any those people, they use evidences that are not clear and need to support what they want. مثل قوله صلى الله عليه وسلم في الحديث البطاقة And he liked the saying of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and regarding the hadith, the hadith of البطاقة in which the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم said and la ilaha illallah and whosoever says it and la ilaha illallah that that saying that statement by itself will outweigh a person's bad deeds sins and etc so he said and that that person and whosoever says la ilaha illallah will enter any paradise so they use these evidences that the Prophet said, whosoever says La ilaha illallah will enter paradise. Whosoever says La ilaha illallah, and then on the day of judgment, all of that, and the, the, uh, the, the saying of La ilaha illallah will outweigh any their sins and their bad deeds. So they use any these uh, types of evidences, and they do not mention the other evidences that clarify this, that limits and restrict and explains and la ilaha illallah and how it should be implemented and that its implementation and it is important and it is compulsory to be entered into paradise so they do not return these ahadith which are unclear to the ahadith which explain it further and in which sort of puts a limit uh, and restricts any the meaning and re regarding any certain affairs. The Sheikh says, and it is not allowed for a person 
Ani, to take that which suits them. They take some of the evidences from this side and they leave the evidences Ani, from that side. And they choose and they pick what fulfills their, their desire and they leave off those ahadith which actually bring more clarification to those ahadith that and they saw are unclear and mutashabih. As Allah Azzawajal says, as Allah Azzawajal says, and if Ahlu Zayr, and if the people of deviation, as Allah Azzawajal says, and as for those who have a deviation in their hearts, they follow and if that which is unclear, and from it, seeking any fitna, seeking to cause any fitna, and seeking what they claim to be hidden meanings, and hidden any meanings in those evidences. And nobody knows the hidden meanings except Allah. And those who are firmly grounded in knowledge, they say, We believe in it. And we believe in all of it. All of it is from Allah. So the people with firm knowledge, they do not reject certain evidences and take other evidences they bring all of the evidences together and you will find that some evidences they explain other evidences so they can have that whole understanding but some of those people who have deviation in their hearts they only take what they want that satisfies what they are upon satisfy what they want to believe so they take those evidences that are unclear and they explain it with what they want to put forth what they want people to believe in what they want and that falsehood and the fitna that they want to cause so they only take and what goes along with their and desires so the people of knowledge and they return those evidences that are unclear to the evidences that are clear. Those evidences that explain, and those evidences that are unclear. They restrict it, explain it further, and clarify and what is to be the true belief, the true creed, and regarding those effects. And a lot of people do that. And not merely with this affair and regarding La ilaha illallah. But a lot of the people who and the khawarij or those who've been affected by them they want people to go out against the muslim rulers and make takfir and all of that what they do is the same thing they take those evidences that are unclear that needs more explanation by way of the other evidences they stick to that and that's what they show the people that's what they show the people Okay, they put it on there 
Twitter accounts, they put it on their, their Facebooks, they put it on their on the websites, etc., etc. They only select the evidences that will support and sort of basically strengthen what they want the people to believe in. So those evidences are unclear, that needs more further uh, clarification. So they leave the other evidences only to the side. And they tell the people, look, this is what the Prophet said regarding the rulers. So therefore, we need to go out and we need to fight them and we need to go and kill them and we need to do this and we need to do that. Okay, and they leave off the evidences that clarify these affairs clearly. So we need to gather all of the evidences. Because all of the evidences they support one another they clarify the affair so we cannot just pick and choose we have to go back to the people of knowledge and the scholars those who are firmly grounded and they can explain the whole understanding of a certain issue do not follow any the the ignorant those who would just post one evidence here and one evidence there and then they want to call people to their own any destruction so these are uh, I these people and they are present and in all of these and in fitten and all of these tribulations and they call the muslims to that which will bring their own and destruction instead of referring the people back to the the major scholars those who will clarify any the affair any for them. So Sheikh Salaf he says, and the hadith, which its apparent meaning indicates that just the, the saying of La ilaha illallah, just the utterance of La ilaha illallah is sufficient. And those evidences, they need to be returned back to the other hadith, which basically clarifies that the utterance of la ilaha illallah and he needs to go along with its implementation with its and the implementation its implementation so therefore for example and he, uh, the the hadith of the prophet who said man qala la ilaha illallah wa kafara bima yu'bad min dunillah whoever says la ilaha illallah and disbelieves in everything that is worshipped besides Allah. So this now clarifies that saying La ilaha illallah alone is not sufficient. What is compulsory along with this is to disbelieve and refrain from everything that is worshipped besides Allah Azza wa Jal. To the person who calls upon the graves and worship the graves, that it is not sufficient and they're saying of la ilaha illallah saying la ilaha illallah is not sufficient and they have to implement it and they have to implement it in their action and refrain from it for them to benefit from and that kalima to tawheed that statement and of tawheed he continues and he says and that some of them they will say this is not shirk and again Whosoever worships the graves and slaughters for the graves, that if they say la ilaha illallah, or as long as they say la ilaha illallah, then that is not shirk. 
Because he said, La ilaha illallah. Because he says, La ilaha illallah. Or he has said, La ilaha illallah previously. Or he still says, La ilaha illallah. So therefore, the action of worshiping the grave is not shirk. That is not shirk. And we find these any beliefs and he uh, still present a lot of the people. So that is not shirk because he's a Muslim. Okay, He attributes himself to Al-Islam. So therefore, Muslims cannot fall into shirk at all. If he says, La ilaha illallah, he sort of becomes protected from shirk even if his actions are any shirk. This of course is tanaqud. Okay, beliefs that basically all any one part he opposes another part they all contra contradict and their own selves what they believe is all contradictions they oppose and one another so the sheikh says that does not benefit him and he's saying la ilaha illallah does not benefit him because he has claimed that shirk and it is correct whosoever and he worships the, the grave they have claimed that shirk is correct that the worship of those and he righteous people in the grave, so that is as correct. So therefore those people have not understood any the true meaning of La ilaha illallah. So those any misguided scholars who have only taken the evidences that are unclear and they use that as their point of evidence and they claim that and whoever says la ilaha illallah even if they do the uh, the uh, the most major sin it is shirk major shirk they fall into major shirk then they will be from the and the people of paradise but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam said man qala la ilaha illallah wa kafara bima yu'bad min dunillah Whoever says La ilaha illallah and disbelieves in all and everything that is worshipped besides Allah. And likewise, he said, Whosoever says La ilaha illallah and indeed Allah has forbidden and the hellfire. And if uh, from those who say La ilaha illallah, and yabtaghi bidhalika wajhallah and they say it sincerely for Allah Azza wa Jal they make their actions sincerely for Allah and he subhanahu wa ta'ala and likewise there's other evidences and to this effect which explains this so therefore the shaykh says these evidences they need to be returned back to the other evidences and which explains it and further clarifies it as if we just take any sum and we leave off any the other part and that is not from the way of the people any of sunnah this is the people this is the way any of the people of deviation those who have a disease in their hearts and those who only want to create some fitna some fitna and spread any falsehood And the Sheikh now mentions the point and he regarding and the Bedouins. Uh, and he, he says, and he those and the Bedouins, the Sheikh mentioned, that they do not have any practice of Al Islam. 
They do not have anything of Al-Islam with them. Or they did not have anything of Al-Islam with them. They did not pray. They did not fast. They did not know anything of Al-Islam. The only thing that they and he said was La ilaha illallah. Say La ilaha illallah. And those scholars of misguidance claim that they are any Muslims. But the Sheikh says, and this is incorrect, that is not sufficient. The utterance of La ilaha illallah and it is not and it's sufficient, but a person needs to implement. And those scholars they say it is sufficient. Just by them saying La ilaha illallah is sufficient because the Prophet said, and if they go back to the evidences that are and the unclear, and they claim that those people will be from the people and the of and the paradise, even if they die upon the state that they are upon and the right now. Whilst those people they have removed themselves from Islam totally, they make mockery of the Muslims, they make mockery of those who believe in the resurrection and they clearly remove themselves from the deen of al-islam and but those and misguided scholars they want to affirm and this corrupt belief that those people are, are, are muslims even though they die upon it they will be from the uh, dwellers and of paradise The Sheikh mentions that these scholars and who have mentioned this, they were scholars who were had basically their speciality was in Nahu, in grammar, in Arabic grammar, or in fiqh. Or in fiqh. But regarding the affair of creed, aqidah, they had very, very, very little knowledge. They had extremely very little knowledge and regarding the affairs of Al Aqidah. And they knew their grammar, they were a scholar in grammar, in Arabic grammar. They were a scholar in fiqh. They understood and they were good in these affairs of fiqh, etc, etc. But they did not learn the affairs of al-aqidah, creed. They did not study any deeply or any in depth the creed of the Ahl-Sunnati wal-Jama'ah. So therefore when they spoke in aqidah, when they spoke in the issue of Al-Aqidah, they made numerous errors. They made numerous errors. And the Aqidah was from the Aqidah of the Mutakallimeen. From the Aqidah of the Mutakallimeen. And they did not uh, learn or teach any Tawheed. They did not learn Tawheed from the Book of Allah and the Book of and the, and the Sunnah of the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. But instead, what they learned from from the books of Kalam, and from books of Kalam, they took those uh, statements that were present in those books of Kalam, and they studied whatever those people said Tawheed was, and they did not, and he studied according to the evidences of the Quran and the Sunnah. So when they learned, and those scholars, they learned from the books of Kalam. They learned that Tawheed is only the belief that Allah is the creator, sustainer and the control of the affairs. That Allah is the Lord. And it ends there. So they did not learn any the issue of Tawheed any correctly. So therefore when they spoke into matters of Aqidah, they made grave errors. 
they made any grave errors. Now, according to this saying, whoever utters La ilaha illallah, then is guaranteed paradise, and whatever they do, the, the Sheikh Salaf Huzani says, so therefore, and he therefore, the Jews will be considered as Muslims because they say La ilaha illallah. And if they say La ilaha illallah, and he but we know that to be incorrect. And now he mentions and he regarding any those who split up after the death of the Prophet ﷺ into their different groups. They apostated and they went and he there saw their different ways. There were those who and he said who apostated and went back to the uh, the worship of idols because they said if he was truly a prophet then he would not have died and he, referring to Muhammad so they said he passed away now so that indicates too after he was not a prophet so therefore and they went back to the uh, the worship and the of and the, the idols etc etc so they left and Islam and he completely and and they and he made mockery and of the Muslimin and the beliefs and another group who apostated, they still affirmed the Shahada. They still affirmed La ilaha illallah and that Muhammad is the messenger of Allah. But what they did extra is they went on to believe in the prophethood of other people. There were those who believed that Musaylama was a prophet. So they believed that Muhammad was a prophet and Musaylama likewise was a prophet after the Prophet So they were on to believe in Musaylama because Musaylama he brought witnesses, gave false witnesses and told them to uh, to tell the people that you witnessed the Prophet and he said that Musaylama is a prophet after him. Musaylama will be the prophet after him and the messenger after him. So Musaylama uh, al-Kadhab, the liar, he did this and he tricked a number of people. And they believed in him and they followed him. And the scholars agreed that those people were and the apostates. They exited the fold of Al-Islam. Even if they used to say la ilaha illallah and muhammad rasulullah and they used to do everything that islam had commanded them to do but merely their belief that there is another prophet after muhammad which is musaylama therefore they exited and the fold of al-islam because it clearly mentions in the quran that muhammad is the seal of the prophets so in disbelieving in the quran and affirming that uh, musaylama is a prophet Therefore, and they exited the fold of Al-Islam. And they were from those, and likewise, who believed in and the other individuals. They falsely believed that those individuals were and the prophets and as well. And they were prophets as well. But and upon this, the scholars agreed that all of them and they apostated and they exited and the fall of Al-Islam and they were considered to be one and the same. They all were the same. They all 
and he exited the fall of Al Islam and solved that and in different ways. Even if they and he removed themselves totally from Al Islam, or if they still affirmed everything about Al Islam except and he said they accept and they uh, disbelieved that Muhammad was the last in the seal of the prophets and they affirmed it for another individual. Uh, likewise, there was Tulayha. Tulayha, he likewise he claimed to be a prophet. He claimed to be a prophet, and some of the people they followed him in that. So after the death of the Prophet, he claimed to be a prophet. So therefore, the companions they fought him, and he, they fought him, and then and he. he uh, he returned and he repented. He repented. And he basically and he repented from his claim and he embraced and he Islam. He embraced Islam and was from one of the Muslims. And likewise we have Al Aswad Al Ansi in Yemen who claimed prophethood. And there were those likewise who and he followed him in that and believed that he was a prophet. Uh, so therefore, and he, those people as well were considered to be disbelievers. They were considered to be any disbelievers. So and he, the Sheikh says, so the apostates, they were in different groups. They were of different types. But all of them were disbelievers. They were all of them were considered to be disbelievers according to the consensus and of the scholars. And those who continued to say La ilaha illallah and Muhammad Rasulullah, even them, that statement does not benefit them. Does not benefit them if they have affirmed prophethood for another individual. So therefore here, and it is an important, important and lesson to learn from this an event, which is the event which occurred after the death of the Prophet Sallallahu whereby some of the Arab tribes, they apostated. They apostated. And we need to study and know any of the reasons why they did so. And we need to understand that there were many of them who apostated they still believed in all of the aspects of Al-Islam and they said the Shahada and everything. The only thing they uh, opposed, what they be, that they believed, was that they believed that there was another man who was a prophet after Muhammad another individual and that he is a prophet after Muhammad So they affirmed everything else of Al-Islam and they affirmed this false belief and that exited them from the fold of Al-Islam. So therefore he, and he to make clear and he, what the scholar is and the intending so that we understand, we understand regarding the grave and the seriousness of the affair of shirk and worshipping graves. Worshipping graves and, and he opposing the affairs and the teachings of Al-Islam that a person is not safe a person cannot believe that if he utters La ilaha illallah 
and does not really believe in it or he does totally and his life is contrary to it he opposes it totally that that still only keeps a person upon al-islam it is a serious affair it is a serious affair a lot of the people believe that because they've been born into a family of muslims that they've sort of have acquired the nationality of being a muslim and that they are a muslim for the rest of their life even if they do not do anything and they oppose it and they go on to believe in other than islam etc 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 and this is contradiction if a person does so islam has its fundamental beliefs core beliefs has its actions that a person needs to implement has the actions that a person needs to implement just uttering la ilaha illallah is not sufficient when we study those ahadith of the prophet sallallahu and bring all those ahadith together and the implementation of la ilaha illallah is necessary implementation of la ilaha illallah and it is necessary as the and the scholar mentioned as the last benefit as one of those uh, one of the bedouins and in the time of Sheikh Muhammad al-Wahhab when he was giving a lesson one of the bedouins and the farm and the deserts they came he came and he sat there in the lesson and he listened and the Sheikh was given his lesson he was giving his lesson and explaining certain affairs of Islam so when he heard and he, what Islam is what Islam says he went and he testified Ali to the Sheikh that testifies that me, my I, and the and my people, and the Bedouins that I have left behind, that we are disbelievers. That we are and the disbelievers. So they and who did not practice anything of Al Islam except the saying of La ilaha illallah, he understood that they were disbelievers after hearing the true Al Islam. Whilst and those scholars of misguidance were claiming that whosoever just utters la ilaha illallah then that is sufficient even if they and they remove themselves from islam or even if they and they commit shirk and oppose al-islam and and they make istihza and they mockery of al-islam that does not that does not affect them that does not affect them but this is clearly that we need to and they make sure that the our saying of la ilaha illallah and it comes with its implementation not and he would not come with that which contradicts it. La ilaha illallah and kalimatul tawheed. The statement of tawheed. A person should not contradict this by worshipping graves, making dua to the graves, and slaughtering animals and making sacrifice for the graves. This is in opposition to the teachings of Al Islam. So we end here with our lesson. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد